بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم یا من تحل بهی و قد المکاره و یا من یفتو بهی حد الشدائه و یا من یلتمسو منه المخرج الى روح الفرد بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمد لله و صلی الله علی سیدنا محمد and welcome to this podcast series of a commentary on Sahifa Sajjadiyya by Mizan Institute. Here the Imam, after going through some of the more, I would say, spiritual um, spiritual blessings and bounties Allah has bestowed upon us in the previous excerpts that he spoke about and praised Allah and thanked Allah for, now he shifts over to physical slash material blessings that Allah has given us. Those blessings that have to do with us, our creation, our appearance even, the sustenance that he gives us and so on. So he says, Praise belongs to Allah who chose for us the good qualities of creation. Meaning what? Meaning our physical creation, our makeup, the way we are, our, our appearance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have created us much uglier than what we are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have maybe even created us in a different form that we have right now. Forget about being ugly or pretty. But even in a form that wouldn't work as good as the way we are right now and functioning right now. He could have maybe created us with one arm instead of two. He could have created us with two fingers instead of five, you know, things like that. Now, does that mean that we wouldn't be able to survive only with one arm? No, not necessarily. But at the same time, life is so much easier with two arms versus one. Now, someone here might say, well, we would have been better off with three. That's understandable. Or four or five arms. Okay, I can, I can understand that. But at the same time, we do have to understand that Allah is going to make us such that we can live a normal life in this world. Someone might say, oh, he didn't create us with wings. Okay, that's okay. Can you live a normal life here? There's going to be hardship whether you have wings or you don't have wings. A person who has wings is still going to get sick. A person who has three arms is still going to struggle with things. It's not like the struggle is gone for them. No, all in all, we have to understand that there was a bare minimum and then a little bit of an additional bonus that Allah gave us. And that is that we function, we have what it takes. Our appearance is something that is good and not something that is bad. Now, I will say this on the side, that yes, this is the rule, but it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be perfect in their appearance either. No, people look different. People come from different backgrounds. There are a lot of different things that factor into uh, what we look like and how we are both on the outside and even on the inside. Our personalities, a lot of it has to do with genetics and so on. Uh, a lot of it will have to do with the environment we're, we're born in and raised in. And God only knows how many things have factored into uh, how we are and the way we are. But all in all, all in all, if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for us, has made the rule in regards to us and our appearance and our physical makeup He's chosen for us good qualities. 
Mahasin al-Khalq. He's done a good job. And the Quran does point this out as well. And what I like about these du'as is that you can always find a verse that is saying the same thing that the du'as are saying. The du'as might word them differently. But in the end, they are echoing what the Quran says. And this uh, goes back to that idea we had in our first ever session when we were discussing the authenticity of the chain of narrators of Sahifa Sajjadiyah. And over there, we discussed how at the end of the day, even if the sanad, the chain, is not going to be a pristine one, at the same time, even if we were to break down each line of this book and each line of each of these du'as, you'll find that usually you'll find something in the Qur'an that um, that is similar to what is being said in these du'as, which itself shows that, okay, there's nothing problematic about it at least, to say the least, of course. Um, the details of that I'm going to skip because we have already spoken about that in our first session. Anyway, so the Qur'an, it does speak of the same idea. For example, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ Verily we created insan in the best of measurements and proportions and things like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fine-tuned us so that we can live our normal life Yes, there will be struggles. Yes, we will suffer sometimes. Yes, sometimes we'll get sick. But all in all, yeah, the rule is that we are going to be able to live a normal, comfortable life. Another verse of the Quran, وَصَوَّرَكُمْ فَأَحْسَنَ صُوَرَكُمْ He's the one who gave you appearance. He's the one who gave you surah. Yes, that outer appearance that you have. فَأَحْسَنَ صُوَرَكُمْ He did a good job when it came to your appearances. Yeah, So you have good appearances, not bad ones. Once again, there might be exceptions to this. Some people might say, oh, you know, I'm not as good looking as I want it to be. Okay. Some might say that I'm actually very, very ugly. All right. That's not the rule, though. Assuming that is the case, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, it's all about the outside of people. But if someone really comes to the conclusion that there are people out there that are very ugly on the outside, let's say, that is the exception. It's not the rule. The rule is usually if things are normal, that a person is going to have uh, uh, an acceptable appearance yeah and this is going to be a subjective discussion at the end of the day for one person for some people someone might not be as good looking for but for others they're pretty good looking yeah it's a subjective one but all in all it's not like the rule is that we are all turnoffs when it comes to our appearance people when they see us when they see each other they're always turned off by each other no that's not the case or for example you'll have in the quran وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمْ that we have honored the children of Adam. Well, one of the ways that the children of Adam have been honored is that they have an acceptable appearance, a good appearance that Allah has chosen, Mahasin al-Khalq, for them. This is something to thank Allah for. Someone might say, well, that has to do with the dunya only. Who cares about the appearance? It's all about the inside. No, when you read actually the du'as of the imams, they care about what they look like, how they um, are perceived by others. They take care of themselves physically. And so that is part of life. That's part of the etiquettes of life that Islam has also emphasized on, that you take care of yourselves. All right, so these are things that Allah cares about. Some of it is within our control. I can make sure that when I'm leaving the home, I'm smelling good, I'm looking good as possible and all of that. Some of them are beyond our control, of course. They have to do with the genetics and they have to do with a lot of other factors. All in all though, the design, the rule is a good one. Okay. وَأَجْرَ عَلَيْنَا طَيِّبَاتِ الرِّزْقِ 
All praises due to Allah, all thanks is to Allah for Mahasan al Khalq. And the fact that after He created us and gave us the good appearance, He gave us good sustenance and pure sustenance as well. To give sustenance is one thing, to give sustenance that is pure is another. Yeah, we can have um, water, could have been something that is contaminated always. No, water is pure. Now, sometimes we contaminate it. Are, are the people make the wrong decisions? They hurt the environment. And as a result, the waters are polluted and so on. But all in all, water in and of itself is a pure thing. And all of the other pure sustenances that Allah has provided for us, this again is something that the Quran even speaks of. It says, Kulu min tayyibati ma rasaknakum. That eat and consume from the pure things that we have we have given you. Um, someone might here might say that, uh, well, does that mean that there's impure things too that Allah has given us and we have to only eat from the pure ones? No. Uh, my understanding of this verse that says, eat from the pure things of, what, of that which Allah has given you and granted you, is saying that, look, the things that Allah has granted you as pu- are pure. Eat from those pure things that Allah has granted you. Not that Allah has given us pure and impure things to consume. Let us choose the pure from amongst those things that Allah has given us. No. Everything that Allah has made for us to consume is going to be pure. Now it's our mistake and our bad decisions that we go after things that are impure. Allah does not want those for us to begin with. So the verse says, كُلُّ مِن طَيِّبَاتِ مَا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لِلَّهِ But then give thanks to Allah in كُنْتُمْ إِيَّاهُ تَعْبُدُونَ If you are His servants and if you are serving Him and worshipping Him. Right? So here in the dua it says أَجْرَ عَلَيْنَا طَيِّبَاتِ الرِّزْقِ The verse of the Quran is saying the same thing. وَجَعَلَ لَنَا الْفَضِيلَةَ بِالْمَلَكَةِ عَلَى جَمِيعِ الْخَالِقِ This part is interesting because the Imam puts his finger on something. It's not about just us, our appearance, the sustenance that we have and all of that. But in order to, for us to live comfortable lives, efficient lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us preference. He has preferred us. He has sort of chosen us over all other creation. How? By the fact that He has given us dominion over all of creation and that which He has created when we look around us, you can't really find anything out there on the face of the earth that in one way or another, over some time and over us developing and progressing technologically, we cannot subdue and subjugate and bring to and put at our disposal. You usually can't find anything out there that is such. Usually, whatever is out there, I'm not going to say always, usually, or there's a lot of examples of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have dominion over. We can subjugate and have at our disposal to serve us for us to become more comfortable in our lives. This is a blessing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to understand that Allah is behind this. Okay. And before I get to that point, let me just once again um, connect this part of the dua to a verse of the Quran that we have. And that is the verse that says, Huwa الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا He is the one who has created for you everything that's on the face of the earth. All of it. Jami'an. It's emphasizing it. Anything you find on the face of this earth, Allah has created for you. Okay. So this is a huge blessing. 
that not only did he create us and he gave us good appearance, he gave us good sustenance and all of that, but he put everything at our service so that one thing can be yielded from all of this creation. I created you for none other than to be my abd. What does an abd do? An abd serves. An abd obeys the master. That's all. Allah wants from all of this creation, from the good appearance that he gave us, from all the previous spiritual blessings that he gave us that we spoke about in previous session, from the tayyibat al-rizl that he's given us, from the fact that things are under our dominion and are under our power, from all of this he wants one thing to come out of it, and that is the product of, let's call it product of, obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's all he wants from all of this. Alright, so if he's chosen us over everything else by giving us dominion and power over all of cre- all of creation, as a result, فَكُلُّ خَلِيقَتِهِ مُنْقَادَةٌ لَنَا بِقُدْرَتِهِ If we have dominion over everything, what does that mean? That means that all of his creation is submitted to us, submissive to us. Now, I do have two ways of looking at this part of the dua but i think the better interpretation and explanation of it is explanation of it is what i just said meaning that all of his creation is submissive and submitted to us through his might and power okay through his power Everything is submissive to us. This is the very, very important part that we don't forget. It is because of Him that everything is subdued by us. Everything is at our disposal. We are not the ones who were able to would have been able to pull this off if it wasn't for Him and His blessing. And we have that famous verse of the Quran that some call the uh, du'a of safar or the du'a of traveling. But it's not really a dua in the sense of you asking Allah for something. It's just a praise of Allah. It says, Subhana Ladi Sakharana Hada Wama Kunna Lahu Mukrinin Wa inna ila Rabbina Lamun Kalibun. That famous verse that we're supposed to recite as an etiquette, of course, it's not wajib or anything. But when we get on a vessel, when we are riding a horse or a camel or a mule or whatever. It, one of the etiquettes is to recite these verses. People call it the dua of traveling. But as I said, it's not really a dua in the sense of you asking for something. It's just a praise of Allah. Subhanalladhi sakhara lana hadha. Immaculate is he who has disposed this for us. Has brought under control, under our control this vessel that we are on. Now back then, of course, it was horses and camels and mules. And so if those things were not tamed, yeah, and if they were to uh, lose control, yeah, it would get very serious, it would get dangerous. And so back then you, you would kind of, you, it was more tangible for an individual to understand that, okay, this beast that I'm riding right now, the moment I lose control of it, I'm in deep trouble. And so there you, I feel that a person would more, more tangibly feel and sense the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjugated this beast for that individual. But nowadays we don't, we don't ride camels and horses that much. 
what we ride is cars, planes, and so on, right? So these, you won't really get the feeling because you'll be like, this is a machine. It's not. It doesn't have its own intellect. It doesn't have its own will to move whichever way it wants. Yeah, unlike horses, they can do whatever they want if they if they really want to. So here we might not feel it that much, as much as the one who's riding a horse will feel that. Okay, this is something that can lose control any minute, but Allah is taming it for me. Allah is keeping it calm for me. Yeah, we won't feel that when we're in, a, in a, on a plane or on in a car. But in reality, if a person thinks of it, the same verse applies to the car, to the machine that one is riding. That this is also the result of Allah's blessing, that it is serving me and is under my control and dominion. Subhanallah. So I would say that even if you get into a car, yeah, reciting this verse is befitting. Subhanallah. That immaculate is he who has disposed this for us, and we by ourselves were no match for this. We wouldn't have been able to tame this thing to keep it under our control but Allah has divinely intervened and so now this is under our control so you have a beautiful exhibition of Tawheed here when you are getting into the car all you need to do is remember that this is through the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so فَكُلُّ خَلِيقَتِهِ مُنْقَادَةٌ لَنَا بِقُدْرَتِهِ so that interpretation that I gave is one interpretation of it Another interpretation which not isn't as strong as the one I said, but we still have it out there, is that all of creation is going to be submissive, is going to be working in our favor. Okay? Not submitted to us and what we want from it, but is submitted and is working in our favor. So for example, we have verses in the Quran that Allah says, I have. I have done tasheer of certain things for you, for, for the benefit of you. For example, you'll have the verse that says, It is Allah who created the heavens and the earth, and He sends down water from the sky, and with it He brings forth crops for your sustenance. And He disposed the ships for your benefit, so that they may sail at sea by His command, and He disposed the rivers for you. So in these cases, it's not that these things are necessarily submissive to us, right? We don't have control over the winds at sea that move the boats left and right. We don't have control over the rivers. We can try our best to divert them and, and so on. But all in all, the rivers, the big bodies of water, man cannot control them. The clouds, the, the, the sun and the moon and the orbits and all of that, of the celestial bodies, these are beyond our control. So they're not submitted and submissive to us in that sense. But all in all, they're submi they are submissive to the Lord and the Lord has given them a specific system and procedure they have to go by. And all of that for us, not to us, submissive to us, but beneficial for us. As you saw in this verse that I just read, it said, and he disposed the ships for your benefit. Okay? for your benefit not be dispose the ships to you meaning that they will do anything that you want them to not necessarily we don't control the winds so point being brothers and sisters there's two ways we can interpret this part of the dua either we say that allah's creation is submissive to us which means that we've subjugated it we can ride that camel or horse the way we want 
we can do different things in nature and then we will benefit from them because they're submitted to us and our will. Or it can mean that Allah has made things submissive to the design, the system that He's put in place for them. And although we can't control them 100%, but they are going to be in the end benefiting us and beneficial for us. Okay? These two interpretations are therefore munqadatun lana. All in all, brothers and sisters, what we can get out of all of this, no matter what the interpretation is, is that the creation is there to benefit us and sometimes we will even have control over it to the point that it is submissive to us as well, in addition to just being beneficial to us. These things that we have out there, this creation, number one is munqadah, number two it is sa'ira. Sa'ira means that it is moving in the direction of our obedience. Here, there's not going to be two interpretations for this part of the dua. Sa'iratun ila ta'atina is going to have one interpretation. That is, that they are, it's, they are submissive to us. They obey us. The creation of Allah is obedient of us. And the reason for that being, brothers and sisters, is clear and obvious. Because mankind enjoys intellect like no other creation out there. There is no other creation out there of all the kingdoms that we have, the highest of them being the animal kingdom. There are no animals out there, no creation out there that have, at least the ones that we have, you know, we have access to and we have information of and we're aware of. We don't know what's happening out there in the universe. We don't know what's going on out there in space. If there are... If there are beings out there, if they're not, they call them aliens, you know, that kind of thing. And how much of an intellect they have. But whatever we have seen so far comes nowhere close to the intellect that mankind enjoys. As a result of that intellect, although we're physically inferior to a lot of the animals out there, right? Even ants can carry God knows how many times their weight. We can't do that. So we're inferior to a lot of the animal kingdom and a lot of other things in that sense, from the physical aspect, from the strength aspect. But because we enjoy that intellect, as a result, we can subjugate and subdue things to serve us and to make our lives more comfortable. Okay, But of course, this is intellect. Where does that come from? It comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in the end, it is biqudratihi. It is through the power of Allah and the blessing of Allah that this is such. Sa'iratun ila ta'atina, meaning that moving in the direction of our obedience. Okay, so the creation of Allah is submissive to us, is obedient of us, is beneficial to us, bi'izzatihi, through the, uh, the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so it's his power, it's his might that is making all of this possible for us. Now, brothers and sisters, having said all of that, look at how much Allah has done for us. I mean, that one verse that says, Huwa الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا That He is the one who created everything on the face of the earth for you. So when we think about it, even the cockroaches that we all hate, they have, they play a role in this natural world that we live in. Go, go, if You can go Google it and see what the benefits of cockroaches are when it comes to the entire ecosystem that is governing uh, the, the earth that we live on. yeah, Even they play a role in there so that we can survive, they say at least. Last I checked, that's what they were saying. That even cockroaches have something to do with our survival as human beings. Alright, so having said all of that, okay, the fact that everything is serving us, and that one verse that I just recited, 
I would say being the pinnacle of it all, just like wording it straight up and telling us that yes, we the Quran is affirming that everything was created for you that's on the face of the earth. Having said all of that, it makes sense now, at least in my very humble opinion, that Allah will hold us very accountable for if, if we don't live up to the expectations that He has of us as His servants. He can turn around to us on the Day of Judgment and say, look, I created everything for you. Even the animal kingdom was at your service. Brothers and sisters, do you think it's easy for a horse, for example, to carry more than its own weight when we sit on it or two or three people sit on it or we make it pull a a heavy load? No, it's not easy for it. The cattle that we slaughter, yeah, the animals that are separated from each other, the mothers, from the children sometimes. Why? Because of the because we have to take benefit in their meat, for example. Different things. All of this that's happening in this world, right? these are just a couple examples I gave. You can probably think of tens and tens of examples of how there is hardship for a lot of things. The plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, everything. Everything is going through a lot just for us. So that one thing comes out, as I said, of all of this, and that is obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And guess what? Mankind becomes lazy, slacks off, doesn't want to leave its comfort zone, and doesn't deliver on this. It just makes sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pretty upset with this individual. I did all of this for you through my might and power, subjugated everything for you, only that you just sit on your couch and do nothing and sin and disobey and not get anything out of this life for your akhirah. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yes, brothers and sisters, it makes sense that Allah will hold us very, very accountable for our deeds. And as a result, this accountability manifests in the form of punishment on the Day of Judgment. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.